0: This is the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Welcome to Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Freddy, also known as Night and Night. And as you can tell, I'm not Prince. Uh, Prince is leaving just for this week, but he'll be back next week. But today we do have a very special guest. And it's Allison. What's up, Allison? How are you?
1: I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yes, of course. I'm so excited that you're here. I think you're going to bring a lot of uh, perspective and insight for this movie. Um, Like we were talking prior to recording, (laughs) I'm both terrified and excited to break down this movie. Uh, we'll talk about the movie in a little bit but can you please tell the audience who you are and what you do for us because you do so many amazing things for us and we appreciate you so much and also bring up your like uh night name too like let people know who you are who are you
1: oh my gosh i so you know when you are on a first date and people go tell me about yourself and you immediately blank Yeah, I feel like that just happened. So my name is Allison, also known as Stormy Night. Love that so much. Um, Yeah, it took us a long time to find my night name, but I love it. And I think Cheyenne was the one that solidified it for me. So I am your community manager. I'm on Discord a lot. If you've messaged us on Instagram, I'm probably the one that you've talked to, or Facebook. Yeah, I am the social butterfly. (laughs) (laughs) I am the ADHD messenger. I am here to help build community. I've been following the guys for a while, and I joined the Discord, Messaged Prince on a whim, and I was really lucky that he took a chance on me, and here we are, like, five months later.
0: Yeah, and our Discord has been active like it's been going off a lot of fun stuff going on on there I wish I was there more I need to be part of it more and I say that every single time (laughs) it's just so hard it's like god being an adult in life and trying to find balance is it's tough but like you've done some amazing work and I love the channels that we have we have a lot of great channels in there so real quick side note if you haven't joined the discord you should definitely join the discord it's a lot of fun in there but no honestly thank you so much for being here and helping us out and doing so much Stuff for us because we really do appreciate that. It's You're been such a cry. roller coaster. <laughs> You're gonna
1: make me cry. That's
0: so good. No, nice. okay, no, 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 no honestly, it's great. <laughs> you guys sorry, have very to very apologetic. The I'll say sorry too many times. But yeah.
1: <laughs> no, thank you so much. So you guys have to join the Discord. I feel like you guys just pour your heart and soul into the podcast and give so much to the world. And the world is so crappy so much of the time, but to have something every week. That's so positive and fun and to have discord on the side where we can interact and build a community is such a beautiful thing. And it's such a rare thing in this world oh, of horror. You're going me cry. Oh my God. Okay. You guys. <laughs> We're just going to start is, crying. <laughs> this is just going to be the crying episode. Anyway, thanks for stopping by. <laughs> <laughs> so join the discord if you want to cry with us message us on instagram i'll compliment you and make you cry it's gonna be really great
0: (laughs) it's a great place to cry together (laughs) um it's honestly a great space uh we all need it and it's something that we honestly fall fall in love with everyone who listens to us and the community has been great and there's so many amazing fucking people in the world and it's great to just connect with everyone it's it's a beautiful thing
1: and the memes Uh, Oh, my God. And the memes.
0: So many memes. (laughs) Um, But continuing the introduction, uh, (laughs) we are a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down and discuss the ultimate question, why horror? So hit the lights, sit back, and let the darkness envelope you. Ghouls, uh, and of course, you can support the show over at patreon.com slash goodnightlife. That's Night with a what? okay
1: oh my god i've always wanted to do that
0: (laughs) you're part of it a lot of people (laughs) said that they actually do it while listening to the show and that makes me so fucking happy to hear oh every
1: single time
0: (laughs) right um but yes by pledging on patreon you will have access to the show as early as monday if you don't have any bucks to toss don't worry a new episode is released every single friday on most podcast surfaces around the world and speaking of patreon and the community and all these amazing fucking people i do have to shout out all the people at patreon that help support us keep the lights on keep the studio going uh the people who we obviously love and support so much as well we have bailey ali Taya, Alyssa, allison that's you Woo! appreciate you <laughs> uh joel james kate philip uh also known as forest knight <laughs> that makes sense for him <laughs> and a lot of people who's listened to the last few months. Uh Zachary, uh Nashia, Frank, Kristen, Lizzie, Vaughn, Johnny, Layla, Eric, Kelly, Daniel, uh C, also known as T With night Uh we have David, also known as nightly We have Woo! Carrie, Brandon, Anna. Uh we have Drew, also known as Silent Knight. Uh we have Patrick, uh, Willow. My sister, Jessica, Chantal, Rio, Jesse, Joe, Kaylee, Rob, and myself. Man, that list is getting longer and longer each and every single time. And I love to see it. That's so cool to see. We got a lot of new patrons during the end of October. And it sounds like a little bit in November. So I appreciate you guys joining that as well. And we will have more content for you guys in the future. So stay tuned for that as well. But today... Continuing, what the fuck are we watching month? We have a very special film. (laughs) A film called The Human Centipede. The first sequence. The first one. Because now there's three. So, first and foremost, thoughts.
1: I have so many thoughts. So, Freddie and I were (laughs) talking before we hit record. And I have so i am a physician assistant i'm in school right now during my clinical rotations i will be graduating in august so we were chatting about me providing some medical insight as much as i possibly can as a yeah. film that bills itself as a hundred percent medically accurate i um ah, uh, i got questions <laughs> <laughs> so my thoughts, my thoughts were trying to approach from a medical aspect, but also as a woman, I can't help but follow the main people and just go, what the fuck are you doing? Why? Right. Hmm. So my thoughts are a lot of what the fuck am I watching, which is perfect for this month. And also, why are you doing that? And please stop. And can I please scoop my eyes out with an ice cream scooper? Those are pretty much my thoughts.
0: <laughs> uh, I mean that's fair that's that's a lot of stuff that's obviously happened in this movie um, I would you say you like this movie? I or is oh, there some man. enjoyment you found in this movie?
1: I have to say it is one of those movies that is so bad that I can't help but laugh so it was 90 minutes which honestly aged me about 10 years but I found <laughs> myself laughing because it was so comically bad if that makes sense I don't I don't hate it I don't love it am I disturbed yes will I be talking to my counselor about it Absolutely. fucking do I like it um I like it about as much as I like having an allergic reaction
0: <laughs> does that <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, yeah no I, I totally understand where you're coming from because <laughs> Do you feel like I, it got it exactly what you were saying? Like you felt disturbed after watching this movie. I felt gross after watching this movie. So does that make the movie effective in its own weird way? I guess so. It, it got what it's trying to do and it grabs the audience. And that's the reaction that it wants to get. It's a very uncomfortable situation that they have to go through. Um, a very crazy operation, uh, visually disturbing. The plot points are... Just ridiculous and it is funny at moments. And thank God for those moments because you kind of need that to be funny, like so bad it's funny. Uh, because otherwise it's a very grim, just gross movie. Yes. Um and I guess that's my compliment to the movie. You did your <laughs> job, you got what you wanted from me as a viewer, so I guess I applaud it in that sense. But no, yeah, this this whole entire concept is just like I guess you have a very creative mind or a very disturbed mind, or both. But I, I actually it's <laughs> yeah, crazy.
1: I read that the director, I think, and writer actually came up with the concept that this would be a way to torture some of the worst people in history. Like Hitler, okay. Stalin. That was kind of the inspiration is what I read. I don't know if I right. buy that, but honestly, if I picture like a little mini Hitler, <laughs> <laughs> does it help? Not really. I don't know if I buy that inspiration, but I will say shock value, you absolutely delivered. I will give you that. Yeah. Job this well was the talk
0: around town when this first movie came out. It was like everyone was like oh you have to see it. if you are able to see you like you're hardcore like this is the movie that's how i ended up watching it. I was watching it in a college dorm where everyone's like oh this movie is sick this is ridiculous like we gotta watch it i'm like i hate you guys but i'm down to watch it let's go for it why not
1: that's exactly where college i was days. I love that. Where were you the first time you watched Human Centipede? It's like a life (laughs) event. I was also in college. I was a sophomore and we were in the lounge of one of the dorms. And I remember exactly what couch I was sitting. I remember everything. Oh my God.
0: No. Yeah. (laughs) What a movie. Uh but you know what? Let's get into it. I'm down for it. it. All right, so The Human Centipede, directed by Tom Six, released April 30th, 2010, with a runtime of one hour, 32 minutes, with a budget of 1.5 million euros, box office only 187,000 euros. Huh. So I'm, kind I, of I'm sure, I think a lot of it was like either streamed or torrented back in the day. So I think okay. that's how a lot of people saw it.
1: I'm kind of um, shocked with how yeah. much. Gossip and how much people were buzzing about this movie. I'm kind of I'm sure. sure it's
0: made its money now, but oh. back then in theaters, yeah. I don't think a lot of people saw this in theaters. Yeah, which makes sense. A lot of people That's saw fair. this at home and stuff like that. Uh, but it still has a rating of 48 on Ron Tomatoes.
1: That's too high.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I i agree, and disagree. It was like, does it do its job? I guess it does. So I guess it deserves that. But do I want to watch it? No. So it's, it, or, yeah, i say half of people liked it. Half people didn't like it. I sure.
1: I think my I'll favorite review, my favorite review is from Roger Ebert. I think it's his name. He's like this well, mm. well-known really movie big. reviewer.
0: Yeah.
1: He did not, he refused to review this movie. If I'm recalling correctly, he just <laughs> straight like, up nah. refused. And I think he said something like, it is what it is and this movie exists in a universe where the stars don't shine something like that and oh, wow. i just i honestly just thought what a power move i don't know this guy and it's but, I love yeah. him.
0: but even with that that is a review in its own it's like damn it made him not want to review it i have to check this movie out yeah.
1: he refused so. to give it any stars like it's not that he gave it no stars he just refused to give it a star rating if I'm recalling correctly, do I fact check as much as the boys? I don't. I run on ADHD and, totally okay. and too much confidence. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's all we need. That's perfect for right?
1: us. Nobody fact checked me. Just, just believe me, okay?
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> tell us on Twitter or Instagram. Let us know.
1: <laughs> right. But like be really nice about it because I will cry. Of course.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Only good vibes. Only good vibes. Here. Only good vibes. <laughs> yes. Uh, but we open to a highway with flowing traffic as the camera moves to find a parked car on a frontage road. Our mad doctor, Dr. Heiter, is sitting in front in the front seat, softly crying as he's looking at pictures of his conjoined dogs. <laughs> he puts the pictures away when a semi pulls up behind him. The trucker gets out of his truck with a roll of toilet paper as he waddles off into the wooden um, forest. Heiter gets out of his car and grabs a gun from his back seat. He points it at the trucker, presumably taking the shot straight to our title card.
1: What an opening.
0: What a weird opening. Like I said, when um when we were talking about this movie, I wanted to revisit this movie because I haven't seen it in a very long time and I just wanted to see how I am with horror films and I feel like this is a good movie to like test my um resilience i guess oh
1: god freddie uh, there's other this options
0: movie, I, I i know but i was like this is kind of a hardcore movie i'm pretty sure it affected me so much that i forgot about the whole entire movie so watching this opening scene like yeah i don't remember anything from this movie and i was like this is such a weird opener it's like it's like it's just a guy who's just like going into like yeah the woods to like take a crap and then he gets like darted with a tranquilizer gun i was like what what is this movie but it's like of course this movie would have that opener makes sense
1: i wish you guys could see my face right now because my (laughs) face is so loud but can we just talk about the fact that the movie starts with a centipede right away it's dog form the dog starts with a centipede in the first 10 seconds and it's what is it tribe lee what i i don't speak german but it's like doesn't it say on the back of the picture like the three dog, or something, something crazy. Something like
0: that. Yeah, yeah.
1: And I just. And
0: this is his great storytelling from the start, you know? We really. I'm but <laughs> it's interesting. It's our precursor of what's about to happen.
1: It made it's me setting the stage. poop in the woods again. Like, I will never <laughs> poop in the woods again, ever. I just. Can you imagine? You already have to poop in the woods, which is horrifying. Yeah, you're already
0: you know? at your most vulnerable.
1: Oh my God. That happened. And all of a sudden, this Ask crazy. so many questions. Did he guy. finish?
0: Was he allowed to finish? Was he doing anything like, to wipe? Uh, it's
1: Look, tragic that we don't get these answers. real questions here, folks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's when we cut to a hotel where a woman named Jane, uh, Jenny is on the phone asking for directions to a club called Bunker. Uh, her friend Lindsay is getting ready in the bathroom. Her cell phone rings as she exclaims that it is Amy before picking up the phone. excitedly telling her that they miss her and wish her and wish that she was there. She lucked out. I'm glad she wasn't there. Right. (laughs) (laughs) While Jenny is on the phone, she starts getting annoyed as she continues gathering directions to the club. Lindsay continues, continues and reveals that they're in Germany and plan on going to Italy next. She starts laughing as Jenny hangs up from gathering the directions and then calling out to Lindsay to tell Amy that they got her, got her a present from Holland. Uh, you can hear Amy's muffled excitement, wondering what it is, but Lindsay wants to keep that a surprise. Sharing that they met a cute German uh, waiter, well, Jenny thinks so. <laughs> he invited them to the part to a party. Sketchy, right?
1: how cute is he okay i want to know how cute So cute! Is
0: he? That i'll go to any location it's like there's a party okay i'll be there
1: right no way right. absolutely yeah. not
0: this is how horror films start literally <sighs> it starts uh,
1: with a boy it starts with a cute man god damn it
0: yes always <laughs> um jenny starts looking at the map as Lindsay starts wrapping up the call with amy jenny speaking loud enough telling her goodbye The women are driving down a road that isn't lit and it's in the woods. Jenny's confused on the location, thinking that they need that they needed to turn earlier. Lindsay is frustrated, thinking that she knew exactly where they're supposed to go. She turns around. Yeah.
1: Okay. Sorry. You guys can't see me, but I just immediately raised my hand because I'm sorry. I caught it. What club is in the middle of the fucking woods? Like, you know you what do you international
0: travelers? Maybe they don't know. Maybe they're like, "Oh, the woods party. I love that place."
1: But you know what's called I mean? the bunker.
0: The bunker could be in the woods. Who knows?
1: That was my that was my first thought. Was I'm True. sorry, you got random instructions from a cute guy. First of all, how cute is he? Because he's telling <laughs> you to drive what directly through the black forest to get to a club. Okay. Anyway, that was just my first thought.
0: No, absolutely, no, you're 100. There's so many times where it's like you're making the wrong decision. And-
1: I will try and keep all my little thoughts to myself, but I'm sorry, these girls and I absolutely cannot keep their names. Like I can't keep them apart. So to me, I'm just like <laughs> basic bitch one, basic bitch two. I literally had them scribbled down as like BB one, BB two, because I couldn't <laughs> tell them apart. <laughs> <laughs> anyway sorry um, i just need no, to you're good i think they're stupid and i would like that to be known
0: <laughs> that's fair that's fair um after Lindsay looking frustrated she turns around and heads the other direction she questions if they are supposed to go left or right jenny apologizes as she looks around the area admitting them not knowing where they are then their tire pops causing them to pull over while they are trying to catch their breath from the event They wonder what it was. Jenny thinking that it must have uh, driven over a pothole. Uh, I love their dynamic when they're fighting with each other. It's like, oh, what was it? What's going on? They're so like fast paced. It's so funny to see. Uh, (sighs) They must have (laughs) Maybe, probably. (laughs) They
1: must have pre They they
0: seemed so happy to go to this party. They're so excited to go. In the middle of the woods. Uh, Not knowing exactly where it is.
1: Yes. In a dimly
0: lit road. Yeah don't, woods, yeah, don't you
1: regularly party in the middle of the woods with strangers?
0: Yeah, what is this, 2019?
1: Yeah, what are you talking about? That's like a, a Wednesday. That's a Wednesday <laughs> for me. No.
0: Yeah. Um, people love to do what they do, I guess. <laughs> um, Lindsay decides that it's the best that they get out of the car and check it out. Sure. Morgan good mean, options.
1: I, I agree with that. Like, I want to know what happened. Did I drive over Spike's? sure did someone trapped me did i hit an animal that's like my worst fear did i hit over an animal now i'm gonna oh yeah for no, absolutely
0: hours. <laughs> especially being a very dark road too absolutely i
1: mean black forest come on i probably hit know a vampire. what's going
0: maybe who knows that'd be a different movie but yeah that'd be a wild <laughs> twist
1: i'm so sorry and word wrong movie <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah they both get out of the car and find out the tire is flat Lindsay repeatedly kicks it before thinking that they should call the rental car service, instructed to Jenny to get the papers. Uh, she fishes them out of the car, reading off the numbers for Lindsay. When she calls it, there isn't a signal. Jenny doesn't know how cell phones work because she believes that there's always a signal. It's funny because I'm reading Prince's notes. It's the first time I'm reading that. And that's just very funny that he put that there.
1: That's a hilarious um, note because like. That's great. You're literally in the middle of the black forest.
0: Of course, like, you don't have to. Why doesn't a it work? Like, what do you mean? It reminds <laughs> me of the, that meme. It's like, what do you mean? It's not working. What do you mean?
1: <laughs> it's like, Jennifer Lawrence, what, what exactly? What, what, <laughs> what do you what mean? Do
0: you mean? <laughs> what do you mean there's no signal?
1: I just um, love the kicking of the tires. Like, I have to say, <laughs> my tire has actually blown before.
0: Oh, yeah, I was 50
1: feet from home. So I didn't die. Obviously, I'm here. Can you imagine? Co host is a ghost. I'm sorry. But (laughs) haunting. (laughs) That would be crazy. The haunting of nightlight. That would be dope. But unfortunately, I'm a human. Sorry, guys. I'm human. But anyway, (laughs) I have also kicked my tire like a million times trying to figure it out. So that I was like, wow, this is the most realistic scene I have seen of this entire movie. (laughs) Right.
0: Yeah. Their dynamic is funny. It's just cool to see them interact and do things.
1: Yeah, I mean... It's like a crash you
0: don't look away from, I guess.
1: If I was, like, 17, I was like, yeah, this is me when I was, like, 17.
0: Yeah. I'm sure this was me, too.
1: Not as an adult, though. Like, the next part... Like, sorry, you haven't said it, but the next part... Like, I would look at my tire, and I will be totally honest. I'm outing myself as an adult. I... Don't fully know how to change a tire, but I would try.
0: Right. Yeah, at this point, might as well try.
1: Yeah. And they just retreat. In the middle
0: of nowhere, who's gonna help you? No one. You're gonna have to help yourself in a way. Yeah,
1: and they just retreat yeah. like back into the car immediately. And I'm like, what? I'm sorry, that was it? That was <laughs> well, your effort. You...
0: I kicked it, didn't work. We tried to call, doesn't work. Okay. Oh don't worry. Yeah, but even like Lindsay, she even delivers the line "night in the middle of nowhere. That's why it doesn't work. Oh, phew. Thunder- oh, there we go. That's it. Oh, answer. you know how
1: a phone works in the middle of nowhere. Thank Perfect. you,
0: Lindsay. <laughs> As it continues, Thunder uh, booms, forcing them to huddle back inside a car. They argue on what they are supposed to do next. Lindsay suggests to them to walk until they find a place, but Jenny is not for that shit. Due for her current state of how she is dressed. She doesn't plan on walking outside. Lindsay then notices someone driving and pulling up behind them. Jenny instructs her to roll down her window for that creepy vehicle coming up. But Lindsay isn't feeling too comfortable doing so, rightfully so. Mm -hmm. Uh, She tells Lindsay to do it again, thinking the man can help. He pulls up beside them, speaking in German, wondering what's going on. Lindsay then expresses that they need help, pointing at her tire, letting him know that it's flat. He responds in German. That he knows them and he has, and he has a porn of them at home. They don't understand what he's saying, wondering if he can help them. He continues with his gross responses, and then they obviously still don't understand what he's saying, questioning if he can call somebody. Jenny then grabs her German book, listening to what he's saying, and looking up the the word fucking. It's tra- translated to fucking. They finally realize that he's a pig. Oh Lindsay rolls up the window back up as the man continues idling next to him. This scene made me feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. And again, I... I don't remember a single thing of this movie, and I was just like, "Why? Why is this happening? I hate it. This is already gross, and we haven't gone into the main part yet." Yeah. It's wild to see.
1: No, I totally agree. Just the facial because...
0: stuff that he's doing. I was like, "Nah, nah, nah."
1: Yeah. And you know what's funny is, well, not funny, haha, but funny, like, as a woman, I was just like, girls, and I hate to sound like, well, you should know better, because everybody should know to behave better, not treat humans like this. I just couldn't, I was laughing so hard, because I was like, the one word you chose to translate, the one (laughs) word you chose to translate was fuck I just love the whole vibe of like oh my god he said he said fucking roll it up roll it up roll it like that made me <laughs> laugh a little bit because I was like no I would totally react the same way but just looking at the guy like he screamed creepy to me right so yeah. I was like I understand you could tell he's
0: not there to help you yes exactly yeah,
1: yeah. like I don't need to speak German to know that you are not there as a helpful right. guy and
0: body language, facial expressions, yes. you know, that like, Oh no, you're just, you're here for yes. other reasons. And I hate it.
1: And like, yeah. okay. I want to ask you a question. Cause I was super curious yeah. what you thought, because you know how in every horror movie, there's this like harbinger, right? This warning, but there's not really a harbinger in this movie. This guy is like as close as you get, but like, he doesn't strike <laughs> me as a harbinger
0: no so i was like kinda, i want you to have danger
1: <laughs> right i was like i was yeah. curious if if you thought anybody fit the harbinger role i mean we have this guy which i don't think fits the harbinger but i didn't see a harbinger in this movie which i thought was kind of unique in a way
0: yeah i don't think there is one to be honest yeah, in this movie there's
1: just this guy who's like i'm warm up baby
0: yeah, it's just yeah. How could this night get any worse? <laughs> well, uh-huh. let's continue. <laughs> Come uh on, Lindsay, <laughs> It's like <laughs> the movie's just like, Hold my beer, watch this. <laughs> um Lindsay makes sure the doors are locked great move they are becoming more frightened as they wonder why he's still staring at them and he was there uncomfortably long they mm. both try to ignore the man Lindsay glancing back at him flick flicking his tongue at her what? she immediately shoots her gaze back in front he finally starts his car and slowly drives off thank god yeah um that was so she scary gl- it, it's terrifying and i'm sure this shit happens in just real life and which is disgusting Constantly. all the but, time yeah
1: I can't, I wish I could say that this is not a common thing, but I mean, I work in the medical field and my last rotation was ER. And even as a provider, you have patients that will look at you like this. I mean, they're not this explicit, unless I'm in the psych ward. Right. But for the most part, like this is pretty common, unfortunately. So I was like, Oh, come on, girls just survive. You got this, you got this, you got this, but right. This was, this was to me, probably one of the most horrifying moments, because you're a vulnerable woman, or female presenting, you know, this isn't just for, you know, cis women, but you're female presenting, you're alone, you don't speak the language, your car's broken down, you're totally vulnerable, you don't have a signal, because we don't know how cell phones work. And, (laughs) and there's this stranger who is, you know, in presumably his hometown, he's got the advantage. And that's so scary
0: yeah it's it's terrifying and it's so long of a sequence too where he just stays there and just making disgusting gestures yeah it's awful
1: i do appreciate Um, that they extended it though because i think that's what
0: makes it more realistic that's probably the most real part of the movie for sure yeah But we haven't
1: even gotten to the horror, so hold my beer, folks.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, he drives away, and then she agrees that they need to leave and get out of there, considering on walking and finding some help. Jenny agrees with the caveat of running back to the car if they don't find anyone within 10 minutes. Good call. Okay. Not too bad. I totally
1: agree. I was like, good girl.
0: (laughs) That's a good call. But they both get out of the car, uh, taking each other by the arm and walking through the woods. Red flag. And then I love what prince put here instead of deciding to walk on the road <laughs> where they continue trekking through the woods instead
1: okay my thoughts exactly Great point. thank Great you prince point. i wish i had little red yes. flags i could physically wave because what the fuck <laughs> were you thinking what I'm th- what okay
0: why the woods instead of the road the road will actually lead somewhere eventually but well,
1: we don't know how cell phones work so clearly we don't know how roads work either <laughs> i fucking can't like i stopped rooting for that honestly walking
0: the direction in the woods in the middle of the night even if it was for 10 minutes you will get lost yeah guess what i'm sorry
1: do you want to die at this point i fucking can't like i wish you guys could see how angry i am i tied my hair up like oh i need a drink
0: (laughs) Uh but eventually getting lost as they try to make their way back to the car, Jenny yells that leaving the car was the stupidest idea, but Lindsay argues that they would have been waiting in the car all night. Jenny rebuts that on being better than walking around in the cold. But Lindsay wanted to find help. Jenny doesn't understand how they were supposed to find help out there. She argues that Jenny agreed to come along, not all of this being her fault jenny makes a good point on not wanting to stay in the car by herself uh, Lindsay honestly, I, I would have stayed in my car by herself. i was gonna Actually, say i don't know
1: If I stay, stay jenny, together in
0: numbers i guess makes sense
1: i would have just been like bitch we're staying in the car what are you doing
0: yeah like i'm team jenny i wouldn't stay in my as like if i were in the position i would not stay in the car because like what if that guy comes back and then by myself at this point I don't know. i'd rather be in the car but, yeah.
1: than wandering in the woods when i see him again
0: yeah, uh, but Lindsay plays down their situation, which has Jenny yell <laughs> that they are lost and she's not walking anymore because she's tired of walking. Lindsay argues that she's trying, but Jenny doesn't understand what's uh, what she's supposed to do to be trying since they've been out there for about an hour. She becomes a toddler, crossing her arms and stomping her feet <laughs> that she's not moving. Love oh, it.
1: I love uh, it. I want to just go on a limb and bet ten dollars yeah. that Prince had this experience with his daughter, like right as he's writing these. I just want to yeah, put it like, out there. I'm betting ten dollars right sure.
0: now. <laughs> he's like, this reminds me of someone who I raise right now.
1: Yeah, he's like, grown his daughter. He's eyeing his daughter as he's writing this, like, mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I see you crossing your arms over there. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, Lindsay wants to keep moving, willing to leave her there before spotting a light source from a house. Swearing that she sees something, Jenny not believing her, but follows her towards the light source. It starts pouring rain when, as they are trying to make it to the house. They run towards the front door, passing up a tombstone that my sweet, my sweet three dog.
1: Oh my god, I'm sorry. Oh. Can you imagine the person who had to design that tombstone?
0: I was like, what do you need this for?
1: Like, can what you imagine? It? Like, how do you explain that away? <laughs> They're triplets, I swear. <laughs>
0: They're triplets. They were born this way.
1: <laughs> also, um in what part of the world does it rain like that?
0: It was heavy rain.
1: I would love to know in what part like I'm from Seattle. We're literally. I was all about the to
0: say probably rain. Seattle. No. But like not that bad.
1: In nowhere like I've lived in Seattle for a long time and I've never experienced a dramatic rain where it's literally dry. And then all of a sudden, my mascara is running off my face. What? <laughs> what? I have never met rain strong enough. It's the rain against... in the
0: woods. It's a different type of rain, you huh? know?
1: Like, what? Okay. I Even with non-waterproof mascara. And I would bet money they were wearing waterproof mascara. Like, I, what? My mascara has always been strong. But what the <laughs> hu- anyway, I just wanna know for like a good two thousand nine music video rain, where do I go in the world? Black Forest, <laughs> apparently, in front of this creepy guy's house. Anyway, sorry. No, I, you're I, good. I have so many thoughts of like where did where the fuck who turned the hose on? <laughs> like-
0: <laughs> um they knock on the window and the back door, searching for the front door while calling out for whoever might be inside. They run to the front of the house, passing up Hyators car. Jenny calls out that there, that calls out there being a dog and that she doesn't like dogs. As they continue running towards the front door, they frantically bang on his door and ring his doorbell. Heiter eventually shows up at the door, staring at the two women down as they stand in the rain. He opens the door for them, waiting for them to start talking. As they are shivering, they greet him, letting him know their situation, wanting to use his phone. He questions if they're alone. They awkwardly and honestly answer that they are. He moves to hold the door open, motioning them to come inside. Oh my God. Closing gosh. and locking his door with a key from the inside as he checks to ensure that nobody else is outside with them.
1: I don't have enough red flag,
0: red flag, on. red flag. I
1: don't have enough red <laughs> flags to ring. Flag rain. on the field. Like, if they, if someone, I, okay, okay. Uh, mm, wow please edit out all of my jumbling over all of my red flags first of all
0: this is just full-on review
1: first of all look at him (laughs) i'm sorry just look at him his whole vibe is so insane
0: yeah he has a very strict demeanor looking at them funny sizing them up a little bit and then asking really red flag questions. Hey, are you with anyone else? Is there yes. anyone here with you? The and you're like, I'll, oh, we go inside this house.
1: The only thing I'll give him is he has better hair than the guy in the car. His hair is much cleaner cut. That's the only thing <laughs> he wants he's got to keep
0: going. was the cute guy,
1: do it. <laughs> like that's the only thing he's got going for him. But like, if anyone asks. Are you alone? First of all, no. Actually, there's about 10 FBI guys behind me. My whole family works for the FBI. I actually have a tracker embedded into all of my major organs. Funny that you ask. <laughs> like, you lie. You fucking lie. This girl, she's the president's daughter. Um, Yeah, right. that's so funny that you ask. We actually have, like, four helicopters over us. You can't see them because of spyware. <laughs> Te- tech? I don't know. But, like, <laughs> what? And then the, the key? Who who does that? From the
0: inside, yeah, that's yeah, scary. Like,
1: bitch, this is escape room extreme level. You're fucked. I'm done. You're done. Yeah. I don't it, think he blinks one time in that whole scene. I do have
0: to say, the set design and the interior design of this house is very scary and very creepy and very well done. It's, so,
1: see, I that. was so scared by him that I was like, "This is a beautiful home," but he is so scary. <laughs> That is like I wouldn't have been surprised if you told me he murdered the whole family, and that's not his house. It was way too nice.
0: That's a good point too. You never know. Or I guess he had all of his medical equipment there. I guess I don't know, but yeah, yeah, (gasps) I can see it. It's very scary.
1: His whole vibe is just maybe that
0: is where he has the club on the weekends called the bunker. Who knows?
1: (laughs) The bunker featuring my operation table. Right. (laughs) If he's a German waiter, I'm done. These women have no taste in humans. I'm done. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you think the German waiter was in on it to get them into the forest to head towards this house? No, oh. probably not. Maybe. What Wait, if he's a
1: harbinger? Oh my! It's like in um, in that movie Hostel, right? You've got someone cute mm. that's like, oh my god, come with me. Lures them in. Does the German waiter even exist? Dun dun dun. Right.
0: Well, oh, maybe. see,
1: I would there be interested go. in that prequel. No, I wouldn't no i don't want to expand the human centipede i don't want yeah i'm so sorry god or whoever's listening i did not mean those words
0: (laughs) (laughs) the human centipede prologue (sighs) no no, prelogue.
1: 0.5 sequence
0: um but hey they go into his living room nervously looking around his house he tells them to have a seat he sits across from them knowing that they are tourists Jenny and Lindsay share that they are on a road trip through Europe, admitting that they're from New York. He's silent. Lindsay breaks the silence, wondering if he could call the emergency services for them. They answered that and they answered that they're friends. Yes.
1: You guys can't see me, but my hand just went boop. He asks <laughs> the most crazy question. He asks, are you guys sisters? Right? During mm-hmm. this scene. My yeah. theory here is he's looking, this goes into the medical aspect.
0: Compatibility. Right?
1: I know exactly. He's, he's yeah. looking for compatibility here. And then when he is so disappointed, that's another red flag. Like, why do you care? Right. Like, how, how are they, you can't see me, but I, I'm about to like lobotomize myself by tapping my head <laughs> Like, how are you not picking up on these?
0: Yeah. <sighs> And then, yeah, that's pretty much where he almost loses complete interest, getting up willing to make the call. They thank him as he goes towards the kitchen, asking them if they would like something to drink. They both agree that water is fine, looking at each other in confusion. He goes to gather them some water from the tap. They are alone on the couch, noticing the painting of the conjoined baby on the wall. They mouth, oh my God, at each other and Mm -hmm. shrug. He pretends to be on the phone speaking in German while making the sedated beverages. The women are slightly relieved trying to look at the bright side of him calling the rental company for them. Heiter, uh, Heiter comes back into the room, handing both of them their water glasses. He lies down on the couch, claiming that they'll, be, they'll arrive in about half an hour, maximum. They sit across from him, awkwardly taking sips from their water. He grips his couch Jenny breaks the silence complimenting on his home, wondering if he lives here with his wife. He looks over at her, telling her no, and commenting that he doesn't like human beings. Lindsay chuckles and tries to place the glass on his coffee table, but she tips it over and spills it. He gets up screaming for her to be careful, calling her a stupid cow in German. She immediately apologizes. He walks past her continued to scold her in his native tongue before fetching her another glass of water.
1: Oh my god. <sighs> there are so many things here super like, intense. That is the most fake phone call I've ever heard and I'm sorry. I I'm going to watch him make the call. He's so sketchy and also
0: yeah, the minute, he never gave us like directions to him. He never like there's a lot of stuff that is too short catch, of a call.
1: I didn't even catch that part. It was just his like tone of voice. I didn't right. hear the buttons beep on the phone. I didn't hear, like, any phone-making sounds. And then when he put the water down, like, you can still kind of see shit fizzing. So, you know what? I'm not thirsty. I'm not thirsty ever again. And the well, Let's be the honest. Phone...
0: They all deserve what they were coming for.
1: <laughs> like, In a I'm way. Just... It's terrible. <sighs> wow. Freddy Dark. I mean, I'm here for it. Well, like...
0: I'm, I'm, no, I'm just saying, I'm like, everything led to their dem- demise. Every decision they make, I guess.
1: I mean, when he, when they're sipping his water, they like zoom in on his hand gripping the couch. I have never seen someone so excited to watch strangers right. sip water. And I would be like, you know what? I'm never thirsty and I don't need water ever again in my entire life. Thank you so much.
0: <laughs> i appreciate it but and that's we had rainwater, so we're good
1: but that's like something you learn yeah. as someone who's female presenting and a lot of my trans friends who are now women or who mm-hmm. now present as women will tell me there's so many things i had no idea i had to learn and i remember taking one of my friends to one of her first parties and one of the first things i had to say is where did you get that drink oh a stranger brought it to you you're not drinking that it's not bottled it's not right do you know okay, what they could you, have you know the rules that? yes what are you fucking doing if it's
0: not sealed i don't want it
1: and if, if it you didn't left get alone it i don't want it if you yeah. didn't get it yourself if you didn't like watch them pour it if it's not from an actual bartender if you left it alone and took your eyes off of it for literally two seconds you get a new one yeah. all these little rules i'm like what are you doing you didn't see oh lord it's the fact rules just- of survival You could see it fizzing. You could see it fizzing. I was like, BB1, BB2, what are you doing? I'm sorry, my voice is going up like 10 octaves because I'm so irritated with them. No, you're good. Did I mention that his whole vibe is so insane?
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Please, if you don't watch this movie, just Google the doctor and just look at him just look at him
0: um yeah, he, he plays evil guy very well very well
1: like i also hate humans but i don't start a conversation with like no i just hate human beings oh you stupid cow like what
0: <laughs> yeah he's a very intense character He he's like, out there for sure
1: damn bro yeah
0: um yeah. but yeah they both say that it's okay and that they'll just share He leaves out willing to fetch them a towel instead. Lindsay whispers what just happened. Jenny isn't quite sure. Meanwhile, the doctor walks down into the basement. Lindsay feels that they need to get out of there right now. Jenny agrees. Drinking the last bit of water, Hyther is downstairs inside his homemade medical room. He looks over at the person that he has chained up on the medical bed. He's breathing heavily as Hyther fills up the syringe. Back upstairs, Lindsay comes up with a plan of them ordering a taxi and going back to the hotel, willing to deal with the car in the morning. Jenny agrees before relaying that she's really tired. Lindsay clears her throat, not entirely realizing that something is wrong with her, while Lindsay is getting a little bit more comfortable. Heiter comes back up into the room, towel on one hand and the syringe hidden behind his back. He tosses the towel to Lindsay. She's taken back by the gesture but cleans up the spell. She turns back towards him, suggesting for him to call a taxi for them so they can go back to the hotel. He tells her no, and that he won't do another phone call. She notices that Jenny is fading in and out of consciousness, complaining about being tired. Lindsay checks on her, starting to panic as Heiter calmly reveals that it's a rape drug, Explain the side effects of ro- Do you know how to say this word?
1: Is it, um- R- it looks like rohifenol. Wow. I am so bad at medication.
0: You're good. Pronunciations.
1: Um, I tell people I'll nail the it. side of the effects of away. something. <laughs> it's the, it's a, I want to say profan. Is it profanol Ro- is what they're trying to go for?
0: Sure. But it causes drowsiness, <laughs> dizziness, disorientation, <laughs> and memory loss. That drug. Uh, Lindsay yanks at her wondering what he is doing and, he, and if he's kidding. He taps his syringe then she calls out to Jenny before noticing the syringe but her drug starts to kick in as well she starts coughing and gagging falling to the ground and crawling towards the door she is foaming at the mouth as he grabs her and pulls her by the hair she struggles and screams for her to let screams for him to let her go he overpowers her enough to push the needle back into the back of her neck he sighs a relieving sigh before sitting on the arm of the couch. Cut to morning, and Heiter is sitting at his dining room table eating a bowl of canned fruit. Crazy. He's reading some paper before ripping it up <laughs> and putting it in the can. Then he sees their licenses are sitting in front of him. He grabs the pink slip and also places that into the can as well. Lindsay wakes up on a hospital bed cuffed to the raffling. She calls for Jenny, who's laid out next to her, screaming for her to wake up. The trucker on the side of them is also awake screaming, but they're muffled due to a gag around their mouth. Jenny wakes up, looking at her restraints and her reaction to join in the cast of screams. Heiter walks into the dorm frame, watching over his forced patients, screaming and frantically questioning what he is doing to them. He doesn't answer. Watching over them before approaching them, He goes over to the trucker, looking at him, claiming that he doesn't match and he'll have to kill him. He has a face of shock as Heiter walks over to grab a syringe, telling the trucker to not take it personally as he releases the fluid into his IV, squeezing it into the tube as he watches the trucker convulse until he falls dead. While he's doing this, the women are both sobbing, still wanting to know what he's doing to them he covers the trucker's face with his bed sheet wow this was a kind of a sad scene to see
1: honestly the trucker got it fucking easy he he didn't know that
0: still, i know sad regardless because damn innocent person dying um i think this scene was pretty effective for the most part because it's nothing really gross but still like shock factor still good tension building. He's so nonchalant about like you don't fit. You're gonna yeah. die. Nothing personal, man. Yeah. He's so calm about it. And it's, that's what makes him so terrifying as a character. Yes. So
1: I do kudos for good. this scene. Yes. And yeah. when what I realized watching, it's like, oh okay, it's a size thing. You're looking for people that match size wise. Because we're disregarding blood types, tissue matches. We don't care about that. We're looking for size, like Lego pieces. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yes,
0: that—that that is. They all have to fit. He yes, just did not fit the size. Yeah. yeah. But also,
1: like, man, if, for him,
0: I guess. If the yeah. trucker
1: could re- look back, like once he's dead, if he could look down and see what's happening, I'd be like, thank you to whatever higher power is out there. Thank you, so right. Much. You know what? I will take the seizures. That that was fantastic. Thank you so much. I don't even need to finish my poop. This is fine. <laughs>
0: it's like, this isn't a very shitty situation anymore. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but <I'm sorry>.
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: this is fine. But I'm out. It's, it's, I think what's so effective about this movie, one of the things... I can't believe I'm speaking anything positively in for this movie. That's what
0: we do. We we, we love films and we'll share all the positivity we can, of course. So
1: Yeah, but something they do really well in this movie, I will say, is they let you fill in the blank with your mind. Because yeah. we haven't even gotten to the surgery or like the really horrific parts. But when you get when we get down to the nitty-gritty, you don't see a lot of the really gross, horrifying parts. You don't see a lot of surgical ick body like there's a lot of body horror but when you think about it you're actually filling it in yourself a lot
0: right we don't see a lot of the surgery itself yeah or the aftermath it's bondages or bandages and stuff like that so it's like i don't know why
1: (laughs) bandages. it's because they're
0: like tied up right now so i don't know why i kept on thinking (laughs) that but um yeah you don't see a lot of the gore for the most Mm
1: -hmm. part which is great
0: yeah you yeah. know what's happening because you're described it so crazily like i don't yeah. know yeah, yeah the whole we'll get to that scene but when he like tells them what's about to happen you're like damn yeah. that's probably one of the most terrifying scenes is yes. him describing what's about to happen
1: and i can so totally the movie doesn't doesn't really good job of that and i can rip it apart to help you survive and tell you everything medically wrong with it if that's helpful because that's how i survived Was picking it apart to be like, oh, that's not correct. Okay, that wouldn't work. Phew, I can survive knowing that this won't happen (laughs) to me. And if it did, I'd probably die really quickly, thank God. But that helped me get through it, was thinking of all the- the
0: reality of the situation.
1: Yeah, yeah, that helped me a lot. And then the bad acting and all that stuff really helped as well, (laughs) looking at it from a critical eye, but- man this this character though i will say he is a scary man and if i ever meet him i will shit my pants and run the other way i'm not even sorry to admit that or embarrassed. like i will just straight up pee my pants and run <laughs>
0: <laughs> fair enough um but yeah we cut to him burying the body of the trucker in his backyard uh, he left and came back with another specimen named katsuru in the backseat of his car generally placing his dart gun on the roof of his car so he can finish fish the man out he throws katsuro over his uh shoulder grabbing the gun before taking him into the house he's pretty strong for what he's doing i was actually pretty impressed by all this also, um where is yeah. he
1: getting his victims like does he just the sit side of the road? i
0: guess he's like more people need to poop i got him right. i don't know I, I, I honestly just- don't know where he got this person but
1: I'm just It only took them like a
0: day, I'm assuming.
1: Like that's so crazy to me. Like, "Oh, you are not I can't do a German accent, but like, oh, you're not the right size. That's Russian. You're not the right size. Oh, this one looks right. I'm going to take this one." But you just right. like sit there and wait. That's so crazy guess, yeah. to me. And then the whole time, if I'm the girl's, I'm breaking every bone in my hand trying to get out. Like I'm yeah. I'm ripping. They have no survival instinct, either one of these girls. <laughs> Literally not a survival instinct in their body not one between the two of them i just what
0: yeah. um but yeah he takes him back to his house and he enters into his medical room smiling at his progress he goes into a <laughs> room slapping casserole awake speaking in japanese he asks who the fuck he is heiter goes over to jenny pulling at her lip to wake her up ignoring that casserole yells and uh, yells in japanese Jenny starts to whimper as he goes over to Lindsay, gently rubbing at her head to wake her up. When she wakes up, she squirms for him to not touch her. He walks out of the room, turning out the light as she pleads for him. I think this is the scene where she was like yelling for her mom. I think that scene kind of broke me I was like oh that's kind of effective like a grown like person like screaming for her mom like like a child would that was actually a really effective like like line in the movie and I was like damn that hits that's that you're like so devastated and you're so trapped that it's bringing you back to like when you were a kid asking for your mom for help We've- that kind of broke me a little bit. I was Aww. like, damn, that was good. That was very emotional. I was okay, like, you're, shit.
1: You're so much nicer than me because I reacted totally different. Because I was, like, <laughs> I was like, bitch, why are you crying? This is not the time. You should be breaking every bone in your hand. What are you doing? Why are you reassuring this bitch? Hell no. You should be breaking your hand, breaking her hand. Also, I thought it was a weird choice to have a character in that spoke Japanese. Like, I thought it was weird that he didn't also speak English because, you know, moving forward, it's I don't want It's the wanna... whole thing
0: of, like, just getting tourists, I no, guess. Oh,
1: okay. That ma- No, that actually makes easy sense. easy
0: to, like, making them disappear and not someone who will actually go, like-
1: Well, I, I feel like it would have been a better choice to have a third American tourist, just because later on, as it as it goes, I mean, I guess you see the order of who is who in the trailer which is well, i have insane. to say he's
0: probably the best actor in this movie so it helped having him in it to be honest
1: but i know he's there's a english. lot of emotional
0: weight i'm sure he probably does yeah. yeah
1: no i think he's in like lost or something so i know he but speaks fluent english so i'm like it was a thing weird of him
0: choice. not being able to communicate to the other people and him being at the head made it make sense for me for like oh that's a good plot to have,
1: oh, I okay i guess that makes sense because there's like, even he's not more able to disconnect.
0: distinguish yeah a little bit more of a disconnect and then when that one scene happens he's like apologizing and they don't know what's happening but they kind of know what's happening or about oh, to happen okay. so there's there's a lot of stuff that i was like oh it works works oh, well okay. in a way
1: okay see now that oh. you've shared that i'm like that makes it even more horrifying because he is yeah. like absolutely alone but they have each other but they can't communicate right. with okay see this is why we talk about films because now yeah, i'm like this, that. This totally is why we break makes... it down hell yeah.
0: yeah uh but yeah reassuring jenny is going to be okay and that they're going to get out of this hydra changes into his medical garb before entering back into the room to show a presentation he looks at all three of them smiling as he introduces himself and then that's when he introduces our sponsors <laughs> no, he doesn't introduce himself to our sponsors, but ignoring Cass- Cassero's <laughs> screams as he continues that he is retired, but living the, s- the surgeon and separating Siamese twins. Um, Something I forgot to do was a screenshot. If you guys want to know a little behind the scenes, we usually know how, what time it is when we do our little sponsor reel. So I'm keeping an eye on that right now. Cool. Okay. Uh, continuing... So as he starts doing his presentations, ignoring his screams, he continues that he is retired, but still the leading surgeon and separating Siamese twins. He shares that six months ago, he designed a never-seen operation, transforming his three Rottweilers into a three-hound construction. He explains that it's good news is that their tissues all matches, willing to explain the operation only once. He swaps out the sheet for another, going over the procedure, cutting the ligaments of the kneecaps, smirking that the knee extensions are no longer possible. He continues his explanation of all of the teeth that he will have to need to pull out from those in position B and C. Castro continues screaming for him to untie him, wanting him to shut up. Heiter continues his sickening explanation of the soon-to-be-unfortunate demise, wanting to attach the lips of B and C to the anus of A and B. He shows how they will be connected together, which causes Jenny to sob. Castro calms down a bit in a shock of the images that are on the wall, wanting to know what Heiter is babbling about that's also really scary too of him not being able to understand the explanation which is already terrifying it just has the images too, like us like you said the the viewer fills in the gaps he's filling the gaps for himself like wait wait wait, hold on (laughs) i see three people three of us we're tied i see bad images i'm putting it all together what the fuck is this guy talking about is this real like that's probably terrifying for him yes um but Heiter finally gets to the point of wanting to create the Siamese triplet, funneling their filth through each other, emptying out from the person at the end. What He calls this the first sequence of a human centipede.
1: Ugh. I just, wow, like, I, I'm sorry, I laughed for so much of this presentation, not because of how gruesome it is but because of his drawings I couldn't help sure. but laugh because I'm like this is your life's work and you are a medical professional but this looks like something a four-year-old drew I couldn't help but <laughs> giggle
0: <laughs> hey, you know didn't. he doesn't have all the tools anymore that he used to he's got to work with uh, what he's got I couldn't so, help I'm sure his but presentational giggle. skills have been better in the past
1: <laughs> I just I couldn't help but giggle at like no, he actually drew like that that. Oh, oh shit. I got to plug in my laptop. <laughs> oh, my laptop is like bye. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I couldn't help but laugh because I it was just such a childish drawing from someone who's supposed to be so renowned.
0: Right. Oh, he's the go. best Siamese um twin operator, so Yes. Yeah, no, it it's funny to see that, and but it kind of makes it even scarier. It's like, is this guy like professionally like sound? Is he actually really good, or is he just pretending to be this godlike figure? Yeah, because he definitely has a god complex, obviously. Oh my god! Um, but yeah, yeah terrifying. I, just,
1: I couldn't help but laugh too at the outfit he's wearing because it's like chin <laughs> to knee. It's like chin yeah. to knee shower curtain status. And... <laughs> I couldn't help but laugh at just how ridiculous he looks but thinking about what you said about the Japanese guy not being able to understand a word of it I never even put it together of how horrifying that would be just seeing this crazy walking shower curtain with these childish drawings and putting it together like this man That's me. wants to yeah. do that to me oh hell no Mm-mm.
0: terrifying
1: hell no
0: um, well, later that day, Heiter comes back into the room, excitedly showing off all the general anestheti- uh, anesthesia for Cassero. He cries for Heiter to wait a moment, whimpering before falling completely unconscious. He moves over to Jenny, who cries for Lindsay's assistance. Lindsay looks over at the administ- uh, at him administer the anesthetic to her before Biden into her restraints to break free. She works on them as Jenny calls for her mom. That's the scene. Okay, so yeah, that's the scene that was like really rough. Mm-hmm. Lindsay gets out of her restraints, ripping the IV upward as it. Ah, oh, that was testing too upward, as it gets caught in the machine. Yeah. She continues running as Hiter calls out that she's gone mad. She's run upstairs and all the doors are locked. Mm-hmm. She goes inside of a room, locking the door and listening from inside. Heiter comes into the hallway, checking on the door by vigorously squeezing down on the handle, demanding her to open the door. She pleads for him to stop, wanting to know why he's doing this. He yells for her to open the door, and she calls out that he needs help and that he's a sick man. He mocks this, threatening that he'll cut her knees and pull her teeth out one by one without any anesthesia. He bangs on the door for her to open it. She stays hidden behind the bed. The banging stops. She finally realizes that how, uh, just how bad in shape she is. She pulls out the light from the outlet to use it as a weapon, opening up the curtain to hide her standing outside with his dart gun. She runs back to the door, trying to frantically find a key to open the door. He bangs on the glass with the gun until it breaks open. She makes it out of the room, running into his indoor pool room, falling into the pool. He slowly walks into the room, moving to the other side of the pool, smiling at her as she pleads for her and her friend to be let go, willing to give him anything. He tells her not to worry and for her to be still, sarcastically not wanting her to lose her eyes. She submerges under the water, watching Heiter stand above the water, waiting for her to come back for air. She springs back up, and she shouts for him to just kill her. He sighs and walks over to the other side, smiling that one of his dogs also tried to escape right before the operation, forcing that dog into the middle position, explaining that this is the position that has has healing pains that are twice as intense. Thankful that she tried to escape, considering her to be the middle piece. Oh, God. Lindsay demands for him to kill her now, claiming that she'd rather be dead.
1: Yeah. He goes
0: over to the pool cover button, turning it on, and waving her to come over to him. She submerges under the water. The power shuts off, which causes Hydra to leave out to cut the breakers back on. Oh, my God. Lindsay making it out of the water. She walks back into the room where the broken window is. It's pouring outside as she cautiously looks around before deciding to escape out the door. She stands there, contemplating on leaving her friend behind. Ultimately, she decides to go back for Jenny's unconscious body.
1: No! No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no!
0: You can save her by saving yourself!
1: Thank you! He can't save her two people! You know he's gonna right. go You away. saw,
0: yeah, you saw the plan. It doesn't work with two people. You know he won't That's do already it. been done. God
1: damn it! BB Kids one or two, I don't remember at this point. But <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, he threatened to make you the middle. He did right. all of these, and also I was like, why did he break the glass? Like you have the key. Though so that made me
0: kind of yeah, laugh. I guess she had the key and she locked it from the inside and she dropped the key or something like that. I remember. Oh, but, okay,
1: I guess that makes sense. I just remember watching yeah. him do that and I was like. Sir, can you afford this? You're retired. But I guess he lives <laughs> in Europe. <laughs> but so, when yeah, she's good. like, she's literally all the way across the backyard, like about to make it, and then turns around. No, fuck that friend. Jenny was like a whiny little yeah. bitch, right?
0: I mean, solid friend. Great friend. Bad decision. No. Great friend, no No, you that, get no... That's cool, that's... You get damn. no... No man left behind. No woman left behind. So, but it was stupid. Absolutely. No. Especially knowing that. I'm going to say it
1: right now. No, I'm going to say it right now. If you, me, and Prince ever end up in this situation and one (laughs) or both of you have the chance to escape, you better leave me behind. Okay? Because he can't centipede just me or just me and Prince or just me and you or just you and Prince. You best believe I will go get help. I'll go flag down the creepy German guy in the car and bring him back or something. Oh, my God. I was <laughs> so mad. I was like, you were right there. Oh, yeah, you were yeah. right there. It was so close. There. Bye, Jenny. It was good yeah. knowing you. Bye. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> um yeah she goes back down untying her restraints and moving her body off the bed she places her on the ground as gentle as she possibly can before hearing a loud echo from the door when she goes to check it out she kicks over a metal dish that's on the (sighs) the ground she goes to check out on the door and the coast still seems clear so she grunts and drags jenny's body apologizing to katsuro (laughs) as she continues i don't know why i laughed at it it's kind of funny like she went all this trouble to like get her back but like Casper is like what the fuck like you should have escaped or like now you're just leaving me behind that's fucked up but yeah, eventually son, making just, it upstairs yeah i mean yeah uh but eventually making it upstairs and back into the room stabbing on the shards of glass or getting stabbed by the shards of glass They finally make it outside as she continues to stupidly try to drag Jenny with her. I love the notes that Prince
1: made. I'm so glad that Prince Prince agrees. Like,
0: oh wait,
1: I'm sorry. Is is my network freaking out? Okay.
0: No, we we, we still got you.
1: Okay, but I'm so glad that Prince agrees because nothing made me more angry than watching this bitch trying to escape and fail so poorly. I just, man, like, you were got,
0: right, um, I don't you know. were right
1: there, you were right there, what are you doing, yeah. like,
0: you, close. Also, close, so also, Jenny is what, far.
1: 130 pounds of dead weight, I'm sorry, there's no way that your skinny ass is going to drag her dead weight up the stairs by yourself, so up that the was stairs, yeah. that was a convenient, that's a uh, true friend, <laughs> no, that's a stupid, <laughs> that's a stupid um, move, that's a stupid move,
0: <laughs> But um, so hydra nice. comes through the room i am <laughs> um, he comes through if the room movie,
1: you want to be with freddie not me
0: <laughs> i mean i would do the better decisions for sure but like i get where she's coming from but no, yeah an idiot <laughs> yeah but she's a nice idiot <laughs> no i'm getting
1: now. everyone out alive
0: for good friends
1: no we're getting True, out alive yeah
0: it's not the right way to survive for sure
1: obviously Uh, but he (laughs)
0: fires a dart directly into her back causing her body to go limp she screams for help as he places his boot on her face muffling Mm -hmm. her screams and cries Mm head to height getting to work on the surgery table marking all the places that he will need to make the incisions on their flesh he starts with the teeth then the butt cheeks finishing up with taking a break Fades and flashes to him sitting on his dog's tombstone while drinking, the three on the operating table, him in bed, and concluding while I'm getting, uh, while getting his window changed. Uh, pours himself a glass of whiskey. Huh?
1: That was so crazy. I'm sorry. Can you imagine? You're in the middle of, like, butt flap surgery, and then just ding-dong, hi, we're here to replace your window. Like, what? like, oh yeah,
0: just get to work. That's fine. I, I'm i doing my work.
1: Yeah, don't um, mind me cutting yeah, he, open this butthole. <laughs>
0: um, as he's done, he finishes his glass of whiskey, throwing it back before inhaling deeply. He throws himself on the couch before looking over at his creation on the ground in his living room. He goes up to him in awe of his creation, trying to be uh careful as he inspects them and checks on their healing process. Considering it be it to be healing pretty well rubbing Jenny's head that suffering will soon be over understanding that she's in a lot of pain, he crawls over to Lindsay checking her stitches, finding it getting better and better he goes up to Castro, calling him his lead, and playfully slapping his face, calling out to him he forces them to all stand up on their knees, they all groan and cry in pain as Hyter excitedly screams that he did it katsuro mocks him not being a god he goes up to them taking up close pictures of them crying as katsuro sobs uh for him to stop and he's doing all this in japanese so he doesn't even understand what he's saying but it's hard to see it because us as a viewer we're reading the subtitles he takes a mirror off the wall forcing them to look at themselves in the mirror He's he crying he crying alongside them, his tears being happy tears, kissing himself in the mirror as he cries turns into laughter. Later that night, the centipede is locked in a cage. Muffled shrieks by Katsaru, yelling about Hyter, locking them up, calling him a crazy idiot. He growls and shakes the cage as er the gate as he continues screaming for Hyter to let them out. Jenny grabs onto Lindsay's shoulder, trying to comfort her as best she could, despite their situation. Their cries are muffled as they are holding each other's hands. In the morning, Heiter has them outside in the backyard with a newspaper in their hands.
1: Just yes. a quick thought. Them, like, yeah. holding their hands, I will say, that was kind that was of a bad. sweet moment. Each time they yeah. reach back to hold each other's hand, I was like, "Oh man, that's devastating." Like,
0: yeah, hashtag best uh, friends. Now they're real close. Uh, continue. I'm scared. <laughs> that's awful. Uh, oh they've God. never been closer. Uh, forcing it into his mouth, calling him a good boy, Katsuro has it in his mouth, looking dead ahead as Hyter taps the cane for him to come. He disobeys, dropping the newspaper from his mouth. Hiter goes back to him, demanding him to bring him the newspaper again. Kasro responds in Japanese as he forces it back into his mouth. The two girls behind him scream are screams are muffled from his disobedience. He drops the newspaper again. Hiter goes on top of him, gaining all their attention, counting one, two, three, four in German as he walks over them. Castro yells for him to go to hell back into the house he feeds them Castro wolfs down the food this pleases Heiter as he sits down to enjoy a steak Castro okay. looks back at the yeah
1: okay i what was the point of this you know what i mean like after he did it i was like why are you doing this are they humans or dogs you know this felt like he was trying to recapture his dog power
0: move i guess yeah
1: i was like because he he doesn't
0: see them as human he hates humans right he just sees them as a creation that he can control manipulate as much as he wants
1: it felt kind of like a well i did it and now what kind of Now, now
0: it's more like oh can i train it can i like have power over it Yeah. Yeah, a typical golf complex. He wants to like f- like treat him like an animal and domesticate him. Essentially,
1: it's like oh, now it's gonna be a budding comedy. Me and my human <laughs> centipede. Can you imagine? <laughs>
0: <I> think yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. It turns weird after this point because now it's the the operation is already done. The suspense is gone. So nice. now you're just watching gross scenes. I guess yes. Um. I remember this moment of the
1: movie first time I watched it and afterwards just thinking well where do you go from here no we're good (laughs) right like this was it and now what and I was shocked that we're like we're like just over the halfway point I was shocked that there was still so much more
0: right there's a lot more
1: yeah continue Um, to hold my beer please (laughs)
0: katsuro <laughs> looks back at Jenny and Lindsay, who are whimpering. He continues eating, looking over at Hiter's exposed foot. He goes over and bites him, yelling that he's not his dog, and that's what he gets. Hiter angrily gets up, check- checking his leg that has been broken skinned. He kicks katsuro in the face twice, bringing him back by bringing him back up by his bloody nose. Threatening that he'll put his teeth out if he does it again. Casero passes out. Lindsay tries shaking him awake, but he's unconscious. Hyter tries to go back to eating, cutting into extremely rare steak. Frustrated and not satisfied with his uh, threat to Cassero, he throws his handkerchief over the plate. Then they're outside. He calls out to the centipede, demanding that Cassero to bite his boot. He looks up Hyter. With an angered expression on his face, mm-hmm. he calls Katsuru a chicken, which causes them to crawl away. Katsuru wondering if it if gets off on this sick shit. Heifer yes. doesn't understand him, but is upset for him turning his back on him. Katsuru pauses and struggles, apologizing <gasps> for needing to poop. Uh-oh. The scene is here here terrible. it
1: is this is the scene but he's so
0: apologetic reading. the way his face looks yeah. he's like oh shit i need to stop this is happening this is nature calling yeah. this sucks and he's so yeah. apologetic you can tell in his face it's heartbreaking yeah.
1: no you're right Heiter. this is the scene that we've all been waiting for it's not the surgery it's not nah. seeing us in a this is the scene we've all been waiting for
0: <laughs> I, not waiting for, dreading for. Uh, but Heiter is excited. Not <laughs> constipation. Okay. Uh, we'll screaming for him to feed her and what? for her to swallow. What? She cries and pounds from the experience. They are locked back into the cage, each of them sharing defeat as they sob together. What? Heiter comes into the room. Shouting what he uh shouting that he has to sleep, upset that he didn't uh didn't uh sever their vocal cords, threatening them to shut up or he'll do a follow up operation. He puts (laughs) earplugs in before walking out of the room. I can't, we cut to him. This guy's wild, he's like, Hey, I'm trying to sleep. You guys are animals, god damn you. I
1: can't with like, him like how are ones. you gonna get to their vocal cords now oh, I guess you can just like but you're gonna risk just cutting <laughs> their throat a but, lot it's of like, things. but also I just like oh hello they just went under major surgery and you're mad that they're making sound <laughs> sir Yeah. I mean what kind of pain medication are you giving these people I'd be screaming too I'm screaming on a daily basis and I literally do nothing like <laughs>
0: yeah i i feel so bad for them especially after what just happened too but hey he just goes for a swim butt ass naked afterwards uh castro tries to take the opportunity to untie them from their restraints he's successful and tries to have them all crawl out of there while highter is busy swimming he gets out of the water putting on his robe finding that it is fine now that now is the time that they want to move thinking that they can possibly escape while opening up the door for them to escape. They hustle out of the room. He mocks them to speed up as he holds the door open for them. They're out of the room, and he grabs his cane, pondering for a moment. He goes into the next room, whipping them and causing them all to scream in pain. He has them on the operating table, checking their vitals, finding that Katsuru is to be healthy and strong. Lindsay is deemed constipated wanting to provide her a laxative what he checks jenny's uh such as pus releasing from her from her wound he sniffs it concluding that she's very sick that she is dying and that he'll need to replace her oh my god they are all startled okay. by the phone ringing he okay. goes to answer the phone yeah
1: Okay, so many thoughts. I don't know if we said this, but that whole, like, sequence of them mock escaping starts with him, like, yeah. naked in the pool. Did we say that? He's, like, yeah. I think Prince's note but says naked in the pool. Swimming. Yeah. yeah. So As he's one just, does.
0: Like,
1: yeah, he's just, like, naked in his indoor pool with the centipede hanging out. So I'm telling you, budding, comedy, friendship, montage. Anyway, the, <laughs> the <laughs> fact my that she's from right yeah <laughs> the fact that he sniffs the wound and is like oh she's dying that's wild to me that's crazy yeah. to me that you just diagnose that but also i'm sorry the sutures they're not even sutures they're staples and oh my god the work is so messy like
0: <laughs> <laughs> see, i don't think he's a real surgeon i don't know maybe <laughs> you're good anyway um but yeah, she goes to answer the phone.
1: Like, are so
0: Okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> Katsuru immediately screams for help in Japanese. Hytar covers the Good phone, boy. hoping that they didn't hear that. He answers it. It's the police wanting to speak with him. He tells them one second before hanging up the phone. He runs upstairs. Katsuru screams that they are inside the cellar. Heiter goes into the room with his boots off his feet, looking out the window before changing. After he's done changing, he peeks out his window to spot the two detectives, Kranz and Bowler. He greets them. They greet him back, asking if he can come in for a moment. Heiter allows them to come inside, holding the door open for them and closing it firmly behind them. Mm While they are walking through the hallways, Katsuro is still screaming from downstairs to gather their attention. The uh, detectives make it to the living room where he instructs them to have a seat, rubbing his eyes, wanting to to know how they can help them. Kranz shares that there are some people missing, finding their cars in this neighborhood, wanting to know if he can share more information. Heiter shakes his head that he's been busy, with his research and writing, that he hardly leaves his home. He offers them something to drink, getting up to gather it. Krantz requests some coffee, but Heiter only has water. Fowler doesn't request anything to drink. Heiter goes into the kitchen to gather the glasses of water. They share a suspicious glance with one another. While Heiter is grabbing the water, he places the pills into the glasses before pouring it. Oh my god finds the cage in the corner, inspecting it before returning back to the living room. Hector comes back with the water, handing it over to him and then over to Voller, with piercing glances at them both.
1: Quick note. Yeah. Before he opens the door for the cops, did you notice that he hid his picture of his three dog? Yeah. Like,
0: like, he knows that what he's doing is
1: wrong. He knows what he's doing is wrong. (laughs) also you're doing the same old roofie trick with cops please oh i realize this is a podcast so me just making faces is not translating
0: (laughs) making that for cops making faces (laughs) i wish Uh, you guys could see the
1: faces that i'm making
0: (laughs) it's the faces of frustration
1: they're so loud poor freddie like, i'm just like shooting daggers through the camera
0: <laughs> no you're good <laughs> um, i'm like casteru continues you know i have to major props to Castro like literally trying to like survive literally he's the, the one that's like one. I, he's the, the one that would survive
1: he's the only yeah. person with any ounce of survival instinct i swear he's like, like either like i survive or
0: go yeah. Yeah, no, the thing about him is, like, I will survive if I can, and if I can't, I go my own way, and that's how he yeah. goes. Well,
1: I I really hate the ending for him, though. We'll get there, yeah. but I really, it, I don't yeah, agree we'll get there, with we'll get. his ending. I don't agree with his ending.
0: That's fair. Uh, but he continues screaming his lungs out for someone to hear him down there. But it, it doesn't matter because it's completely soundproof, as Heiter confidently asks what they are the what they would like to know kranz expresses that they they understand his professional and profession and that they don't mean to disturb him but their investigation has hit a dead end heiter understands that they have their reasons behind this but he doesn't have the time nor the patience of missing persons kranz questions the usage of the cage he ignores the question wanting him to get to the point of them being there Kranz reveals that there was a witness that heard an American woman screaming on his property, wanting him to explain what that was about. Foller glares at him as he takes an unfortunate sip of water. Heiter explains that that he absolutely cannot, not knowing what they're talking about. Kranz accuses him that his car was seen at the place where the Dutch lorry was found, and Heiter jolts up, demanding to know what they are accusing him of. Wait, who? Arguing that they have some nerve. Um, yeah, sorry. Oh, is that the, the trucker, trucker guy? I think so. Oh, yeah. that's
1: our trucker pooper. <laughs> trucker pooper,
0: our yes. Trucker pooper, rest in
1: peace. Um,
0: he argues that they have some nerve, wanting them to finish their drinks and leave his house <laughs> because he has a lot of work to do. I'm
1: so sorry. I, I'm i sorry I keep interrupting, but I just can't help but laugh. <laughs> good at how crazy he is here like everything about this guy is insane but i just can't help but laugh because super he's like,
0: energetic super crazy yeah he's, he's
1: like get out of my house finish your water like what what do you want me to what do what do you
0: want <laughs> it's like uh um, i forgot what comedy it was just like put your hands up get on the ground it's like what do you want us to go on the ground and put our hands up yes both i'm like, like what <laughs>
1: and as a cop like i'm sorry it, one of them has the sense to be like the why are you drinking yes. that and the other one is just like la 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 is it it's like a cop is like one old dude and then a younger cop
0: I think so yeah
1: yeah and if I'm not mistaken, yeah. one is one one's a dude and then the other one is a younger woman right
0: I think so I'm the, trying to remember the cops I are so forgettable to week.
1: me the cops are so forgettable <laughs> that's okay yeah yeah um, but
0: they they also go through the red flags and make bad decisions. Yes, but he hands saying. the drink over to Kranz, but he doesn't take it as Heiter is demanding him to drink. That was so Kranz crazy. hits it out of his hands. So crazy. Good good move. Shattering the glass on the ground, Heiter slowly looks at him, claiming that he has insulted him and he'll be sorry about that. Oh my God. Wanting to press charges, knowing that he'll be fired. Baller oh. is staring at him. Heiter apologizes claiming that he's been overworked and didn't get enough sleep, letting them know that he is just going to step out to get a towel.
1: Bitch, you're retired! He scurries out
0: of the room, (laughs) glaring at them as he walks out of the room. He rushes downstairs to the screaming and whimper centipede, grabbing all different types of medicines, talking to himself, up to everything being okay. He goes into the room with the syringe, telling them that he has two healthy replacements upstairs. Telling them to enjoy their last moments with the Gentile. Oh my God. Because he'll mercy kill her when he returns. Oh, please. Preparing for a new operation, <laughs> there being a quadruplet. Oh, Jenny and Lauren both sob as they hold on to each other. Castro searches around the room, spotting something that gathers their attention so they can begin walking a little bit. He tries reaching over to the medical table for a scalpel. Cut to Heiter back upstairs, cleaning up the shards of glass. Kranz questions what's inside the cellar. He tells Kranz that he's gone too far, returning the question back to him about what he can possibly think is down there. Joking, but not also not, this that his lab, a small workroom, and a torture chamber. Oh Kranz wants to take a look down there, but Heiter is opposed to the idea, demanding that his research is off-limits to him. He approaches, he approaches Kranz, wondering if he has a search warrant. Kranz claims he can have one in 15 minutes, demanding for him to tell him what is down there. He approaches Heiter, as he tells that that's illegal, willing to call the police on the police, willing to allow them to look around as much as they like when they have a warrant. He drops a syringe hidden inside the towel. Kranz picks it up asking him what it is. Highter excuses that it's insulin and he has diabetes. Kranz places on the fireplace, letting him know that they'll be back in 20 minutes with a warrant. Highter agrees if he would like to waste taxpayers' money like that. They walk out. He follows them, Kranz letting him know that he'll see him soon. Oh my God. Highter springs into action, rushing downstairs to find the subjects are gone he hears the mechanical beeping from one of the machines. He slowly makes his way over to the sound just to have Katsuru stab him in the foot with the scalpel.
1: Finally. And then
0: in the knees. Thank you. This causes him to fall on the ground where Katsuru rushes over to him to bite him, bite at his fucking neck. A
1: little bit over the top. Ripping
0: the flesh. Didn't love and that. And spitting it out. He should have kept on going.
1: I was going to say, okay... Horror. Okay, first of all, I have to go back and say saying that if that's your insulin and you have diabetes. Genius move. <laughs> I have to. Yeah, that is pretty him smart. On that. that was fucking. That was really
0: quick thinking.
1: But also, I was like, "Yeah, that's my boy. You go, you go." And then he made horror movie mistake number uno. Number uno. Okay, that's fine. We'll roll she with it. He Left
0: the bad guy alive.
1: He stabbed and then left it. Okay.
0: Yeah. 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 To keep so that's like Horror one too. You're supposed Drop to the stab weapon.
1: until they're dead. You're supposed to make sure yeah. he's dead. And like, you don't know what happened upstairs. So, like, maybe someone's up there, but you keep your weapon. Number one, two, you stab him until they're dead. But now he's got a weapon. And also, he's not dead. He's going to follow you. Right. And he's not dragging two corpses
0: right my god
1: i was like that's my boy i'm so proud of you and then he makes those mistakes and i'm just like i'm done i'm done (laughs) there's no hope for these characters like i'm I'm not mad at you i'm just disappointed and i know you're the human centipede you're going through a lot but like come on man
0: (laughs) (laughs) well he screams out to the women for them to move and the hands-on one and two, calling out the numbers for them to move in sync with each other as Hiter lies there bleeding out. Smart. They make it to the stairs, stopping before proceeding with caution. Casper struggles to push them forward as Hiter is uh, starting to gather the strength to get back up. Some, uh, some are moving faster than others as, they, as some of their stitches are starting to rip from each other. Finally, they make it upstairs. Lindsay taps on him on the shoulder for him to turn into the hallway. Hunter crawls up behind them, breathing heavily before la- lapping up some of the spilled Ugh, blood.
1: Disgusting.
0: Um, yeah, It's wild. Also, why? They're slowly... <laughs> I don't know. That movie. Needed more blood. <laughs> well, he wasn't, like, looking slowly...
1: <laughs> for it.
0: Yeah, true.
1: Until that moment, um, I was like, oh, no. <laughs>
0: Uh they are slowly down, uh slowing down as Jenny is becoming weaker and weaker. Heiter crawls up to the top with the scalpel in hand, putting it into his mouth so he so he uses more of his strength. Castro uh doesn't understand why they are inside this bedroom. Lindsay taps on him on the shoulder to check the window, but the window has already been fixed since her last attempt of escape. <sighs> He's he pounds efficient. on the window, yelling, God damn it. She taps on him to grab the lamppost on the side table. Hyter gathers enough the strength to rapidly crawl to where they are. Katsuru goes up to the window, yelling and pounding on it, trying to shatter the glass. Hyter crawls into the room, and Katsuru grabs a shard of glass, willing to fight. Then he calls out eye for eye, tooth for tooth, as he approaches Katsuru with the scalpel.
1: Wait. Before you continue, I just have to yeah. like right before this next part. I thought we were in for like a scalpel glass centipede fight. Battle. Yes. Yeah. I was so stoked. I was <laughs> a so fight
0: to the death stoked,
1: and now I'm ready for you to shatter my dreams. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> <All> right. Kasha <laughs> starts to cackle before calling out and asking if he's God, comparing him to be a puny insect finding this moment to be perfect to share that he casted out his parents left his child dismissing their love to lead a selfish life considering his existence to be lower than an insect insect but that's how he lived and this is his punishment while he's confessing this Lindsay and jenny are both sobbing uncontrollably and heiter still readies himself as Castro cries that he's still a human being, he calls out to them all before taking a shard to his own neck, killing himself, Ugh. dropping to the ground dead. Heiter is disappointed with this result.
1: You and, and me so both. so the
0: whole audience watching. Yes.
1: You and me both, buddy. Um,
0: yeah, it's a tough moment to lose him um, because he was the fighter and then he's just like it's a sad story to see too. He sees this as like, I deserve this for all the things I've done in my entire life too. Um, And that's the whole thing with this movie. I guess life has consequence. And then in this moment, it's consequential for him to take his own life, I guess. But man, tough. I really did want to have that fight sequence too. Like you said, I thought that was where it was going too. because again, I watched this back in college, but I did not remember anything. I was like, Oh, he dies. yeah. Gotcha. For whatever reason, I thought they all lived, but we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lizzie's still crying. I yeah, was, go for it.
1: I was so pissed when this happened because, well, this whole movie just makes me so angry as a human. But, like, I was so <laughs> mad because he was fighting so hard. And then this felt like a complete 180 out of nowhere. Like, I did not see this coming at all. And if anyone else saw it coming, good for you. I love that for you. I was just ready for him to fight because he just did not strike me as someone who was ready to quit. And so for him in this moment, like this is a boss battle. This is the showdown. And then you quit right before. And also you're confessing to living the selfish life. You're sad about it. This is a consequence. And then you make like, in this moment, this is such a fucking selfish decision because now you're fucking up these two girls because they're depending on you for so much. They literally can't move without the front piece. So now you've completely taken that option away from them, which is not fair. Like you're in it together. This is a budding comedy. No, but (laughs) (laughs) like this is teamwork. You've come so far together and I totally understand wanting to quit. But it was just so out of left field for me as the audience member watching this guy with the only shred of survival instinct to just all of a sudden call it quits when you've actually got a shot at killing this guy. Right. It didn't make sense to me. Might as well
0: go out fighting at this point. You've gone so far. Might as well finish. And
1: out of all three of them, I'm like, you're the only one with a shot. And you've been screaming your head off the whole time.
0: What are you doing? Yeah, that doesn't make sense to me either. Um,
1: No, it doesn't. It happens. (laughs) Oh, I just. Um, Oh, so many anger grunts that will probably need to be edited out. I am so sorry to your editor.
0: (laughs) You're good. (laughs) Um, Lindsay is still crying while Jenny is trying to continue holding onto life in the back. The bell rings at the front door with the two detectives. Oh, my God. Heiter slowly closes the door, leaving them inside the room. Heiter slithers his way into the pool room, closing the door behind him. Freddy. The detectives continue trying for the doorbell. Yes.
1: He killed himself five minutes before the cops showed up.
0: Uh, (laughs) Oh, that's a good thing to point out. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, man, he would have just heard the doorbell and been like, oh, I'm good. Like, it's not even, like, five minutes. It was, like, a minute or two.
1: Seriously, yeah. I wish no, you guys call could out. see me right now. My hair has just, like, deteriorated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking more and more manic as we record because I'm getting so angry. But, like, he dies. We're crying. I'm screaming like a lunatic. And then the doorbell fucking rings. I'm like, my brother. <laughs> brother, if you had yeah. just hung on for literally five minutes.
0: Not even a minute, two minutes. It's, like... <laughs> Right out oh, There's uh,
1: no sounds for my frustration. Yeah.
0: And he would have been <gasps> saved because he was just having yelled and because yeah, uh, the detectives continue trying for the doorbell. Yes! Decide to break the door down. We could just get you to laugh manically. <laughs> he he laughs manically while sitting in his pool room. They enter the house with guns drawn, searching around the house. Voller is finding it hard to stay coherent from the drugged water. Kranz calls out to H- uh, Heiter, but no answer. Fowler starts retching on his way to the pool room while Kranz heads downstairs into the cellar. Seeing the three hospital beds, Fowler puts himself together enough to enter inside the pool room. Kranz steps uh, on, the, um, on the blood from Heiter, wiping his feet before being startled by Fowler's gunshot upstairs. He screams for him as he rushes over to where his partner is. He kicks down the door to the room where Lindsay and Jenny are seeing their newly bo- uh, bodily display. Oh
1: my god! The but new he's too in
0: shock story. to take them all in, <laughs> leaving Same the girls bro. and the dead man in the room.
1: I fucking <laughs> he, runs, can't. Out <laughs> he <sighs> runs out
0: to find Waller. He runs out to find Waller dead in the pool, and Heiter is holding his gun. He shoots Kranz twice as he screams in pain. But he's able to get a shot off, hitting Heiter in the head. He drops to the ground, coughing before (laughs) falling into the pool, leaving the room full of dead bodies. Oh my god. Meanwhile, Lindsay is now stuck in her position, uh, where she is holding onto Jenny's hand. So sad. Eventually sobbing as Jenny dies behind her, leaving her to be sandwiched between two dead people. Then, credits. What? wow i
1: what like i i what
0: a lot happens a lot happens in this movie
1: the ending um yeah 15 minutes like the last 10 15 minutes is like the most intense clusterfuck that's ever existed probably
0: yeah it's probably where the whole budget came from right there it's the whole action sequence we got detectives breaking down doors we got people stabbing each other you got a cool pool scene which is like a shootout um this is where probably the majority of the blood comes from it's in this third act in this last 15 minutes yeah uh because everything else is kind, for the most part tame but like you said it's up to our imagination which makes it a lot worse um what a movie what a crazy 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 movie you gotta give it some props like it's it's effective in its own way i get why people are within like that 50 Mm percent range of like some people like it some people don't i see what the craze was all about i see why people were pushing each other to watch this movie it's a out there concept and it attracts a lot of attention it does attract attention it's a movie you don't forget easily It's one that you like, oh, have you seen this? Yeah. And that's what really brings up the the topic of Human Centipede. Do I want to go see the other two, not remembering the second one and not seeing the third one? Absolutely not. I don't care for it. But some people do. Some people like this. Maybe they even want a fourth one maybe one day, but. Hell no. Man. I. But you shared some movie facts, but I do have a few movie facts (gasps) here as well.
1: Movie facts? So. I can't
0: so believe I got to look. say that. Yes, I love it. <laughs> um, so, director Tom Six showed a drawing of the human centipede to all of the actresses who showed up for the casting session, where many of the actresses walked out in disgust after discovering what the role <laughs> actually entailed. Good. Makes Good perfect them. sense.
1: Good for them. Honestly, same. Good for you.
0: That's um, <laughs> kind of funny. <laughs> so... When approaching investors prior to filming, the filmmakers told them they wanted to make an international horror film that involved stitching people together, but they did not mention how exactly they would be stitched. Fearing the mouth-to-anus aspect would put them off for investors. Fair enough.
1: That's so crazy. I wonder Um, why they is that.
0: (laughs) Why would they do that? (laughs) They were self-aware. This one is actually one of my favorite fun facts. Okay. So, when the Toronto Underground Cinema showed this film, there was a centipede deal. If you were to buy two tickets, the third one would be free.
1: (laughs) Oh, my. Love it. Okay. Why not? Whoever the PR or marketing team is, that's fucking genius. That's genius.
0: (laughs) Um... Uh, I guess that's pretty much it. I'll just do, like, one more, but the paintings of the conjoined twins displayed throughout Heitra's villa were painted by the director, Tom Six, which he felt contributed to the atmosphere of the house. Okay. That was him. <laughs> Interesting.
1: I mean, I guess you but could of course... interpret it as, like, he's been separating things his whole life, and now he wants to bring life together. Ew, I hated every second of that coming out of my
0: mouth. <laughs> right uh what what a movie and of course we want to keep this discussion going so please hit us up on twitter hit us up on discord hit us up on patreon uh big thing with patreon too since they've changed their update as well you don't have to be a paid patreon to be a patreon person i don't even know how to explain it but like you can look at our content on there if you yeah so if you want to become a patron you can with zero money down obviously we have our free trial as well or if you want to help support the show go ahead and do that as well but yeah let's keep this conversation going i would love to hear people's thoughts on this movie did you like it did you hate it what do you think about it in general does this still haunt your nightmares every night like it is for me probably yes (laughs) um but yeah, any last thoughts for you or did you want to share where we can find you as well in your socials or if you want to share that as well? I'm sure, or yeah. final words of encouragement.
1: Yeah, you can also follow us at Nightlight Podcast at on Instagram and find us on Facebook. If you message us on Instagram, you will most likely find me. And we are at 824 followers. My goal is to get us to 1,000 before the end of the year or January 2nd, which is my birthday. So that would make me so happy. Um, I, you can find me on TikTok if you want to. My handle is Hey Grumpy Head. I talk a lot about mental health, and that is just something that's super important to me. But yeah, I basically am all over our Instagram all the time. I just posted, uh, actually, our Freddie right here. I don't know why I'm pointing. You can't see me again. I just posted a Halloween recap post. <laughs> for freddie and if you follow our instagram you might see a very very cool post about a short film that our very own freddie was a producer for
0: yeah thank you yeah please interact with us we love it we love it so much we love talking to people we love talking about horror it's one of the best (laughs) communities out there and probably one of the most like greatest genres that talks about mental health which is a very big thing to talk about now. Uh, Mental health is everything. Please always take care of it. Just like you take your own care of your own health. That's also part of you as well. So always keep going with that. So definitely follow her on um, TikTok. I have to follow you on TikTok. Oh my gosh,
1: please do. I'll follow you back. And if you ever want to set up a collaboration or something on this podcast, reach out on Instagram, reach out on Facebook, and I will maybe possibly get you in touch with the boys. You got to win me over. Please do. You got to win me over. I'm just kidding. I'm (laughs) just kidding. Oh, she's I our do, front
0: lines. So you have to get past her to get to us.
1: It's true. Uh, I want your best memes, your best cat pictures. And when you message me and join our discord, which you absolutely have to do, I want to know what piece of the centipede that you would have wanted to be if you had to pick and if you think you <laughs> would have survived.
0: I love that. <laughs> um, but I this have to know. was Nightlight a horror movie podcast. I was one of your hosts, Freddie, also known as 90 night alongside me. We have Allison, also known as stormy night <laughs> and our efforts to get our show out is not enough. We need to help. Ha- uh, we, we need your help to help spread us out to more ghoulish nights. Reading us five stars is very helpful, but we would love for you to recommend this podcast to someone you know would enjoy it. You can further support the show over at patreon.com slash nightlife nightlight uh that's night with a what K. K. (laughs) by pledging on patreon you will have access to the show as early as monday if you don't have new books to toss don't worry about it new episodes release every friday and that'll be the most podcast services all around the world the biggest thing don't forget your nightlight